Hello, sports fans. Welcome to Bold Sports. This is Steve. And Matt. We will be discussing all Pittsburgh sports from Steelers to Penguins and Pirates with some talk on local colleges, and we may have a rare look at Whitfield. Tune in each week at Sorgatron Media for Bold Sports. Hey, folks. How's it going? Uh, back here for episode 56 of 56. Bold Sports. The Hardy Nickerson episode. The Hardy Nickerson episode. Wow. Bringing a name back from the past. His kid's playing now. Yeah. His kid's playing. Kid's playing. It's his, old. It's weird. His kid. His, his kid's like Tennessee? Yeah. Somewhere. And I think he's a junior. I think it's Hardy Nickerson Jr. You know. Well, Tennessee's playing uh, South Carolina this weekend. Well, so I was. If, I, uh, if he does in fact play for Tennessee, like I will, I will be able to confirm. No, no, his kids in the NFL. Oh, his kids. Oh, the tennis that Tennessee. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure there's some crap reason that I'll see the, the Titans at some point. Yeah. Right. Um. So you end up doing a Thursday night game somewhere along the line. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't. I mean, like I, I've, I've been seeing the Thursday night games. Like some of them are better than others. A couple of them are okay this year. Um. It's it's working out so that they don't have to compete with baseball this week. So right. So uh, maybe I'll check out Thursday night football uh, this week. Yeah, because baseball, uh, you know, is on travel day tomorrow. And so. you know what killed me about the weird football schedule? Um, not saying I would have played Dion Lewis if I had remembered there was a nine thirty kickoff in London. <laughs> not saying it would have made a difference because I lost by like a hundred points this week in fantasy. Yeah, but like. Let me just say that I talked to a bookie who didn't even know that there was a 9.30 game, game until someone showed up at, like, 9, like, looking for paper. By the way, by the way, there's a 9.30 game this week, too. Well, once bitten, twice shy, Steve. Um, <laughs> my, my fantasy team's pretty much dead in the water at, at this phase of the season. So what, what's your record? Like, one and however many others. There so, I, I'm 4-2 I'm, I'm <laughs> in my league. In my division, I'm number one. Oh, so yeah, that's Overall, good. I'm number two. So, overall in my league, we have 14 teams. There's four of us that are four and two. In my division, I am, or my conference, I'm number one. And the other uh, conference has three teams that are four and two. Yeah, see, like, my, my league always has, like, one elite team in one division. And then another division that's like, kind of mediocre to, like, above average. And everyone just kind of jockeys. And it doesn't even matter which one I'm in right now. Cause, right. You know, I'm not jockeying for anything except for, you know, possibly the first pick next year. There's that. Which they're going to have to figure out how to, like, you know, transfer that to my successor because I'm done. I'm out. You said that last year. Yeah, I did. I said that the year before, too. <laughs> we just didn't have it on tape because we weren't doing this podcast back then. Right, but here's the deal. Matt, they're going to suck it. They're going to call you the week before. Matt, you're coming back for fantasy. We need you, man. You're going to be like... Fine, here's a hundred bucks. You know, I'll get the high week, like one week. Oh yeah, I'll get twenty bucks in like the mail in the middle of February, and I'll just spend it all on like a six pack and some lottery tickets, and be like, "This is fun. Fantasy's worthwhile." And it, uh, it's the fun and camaraderie. And if you guys bust each other's balls on the chats and everything, yeah, you know. I was so I was so down in the dumps about it. I almost auto drafted a fantasy NBA team like the night before the basketball season started, just so I would have something to like tinker with. That, like, you know, I might have a chance. But it's not fun if you're in a random public league with a bunch of strangers, you know? Right. That's so, true. That's why I was looking at maybe doing a fancy hockey team this year on, like, ESPN or something. I'm like, yeah, yeah but I'd be, like, in a random league with, like, 20 other people. And be like, eh. Mm. Eh. See, I like the rotisserie format. Um, 
but the goalies like make fantasy hockey real tricky. Yeah, they do. Like I, I was doing Penn's game last night, and they talked about how Cam Talbot has played like more games and minutes than like, any other goalie. And I'm like thinking, like he must be like the secret like fantasy fave, because you don't have to worry about him platooning. You know, that was like I was in fantasy hockey for like two years, and I was always like, can we just do team goalies? And like the other people wouldn't go for it. Yeah, do you know? two goalies. But but no, you get two goalies. But like if you're if like you got Matt Murray. And if he doesn't like, play, then Jari plays. Say, you, say or you're Dispen awesome, plays. and you've got Matt Murray and like Pekka Rinne. Like they still don't play every game. You might have a week where like both your goalies like might play one game between the two of them because the teams don't skate as many nights, or they're on that weird like mini bye week that they do now in hockey. Like I, I kind of wonder if like a fantasy NBA would be like more fun because you don't have goalies in basketball. In fact, goaltending is illegal. Yes, it is. I mean, like I it did fantasy basketball in high school, and it was it was cool, but like. This is before the internet, so like we got bored with it like about a month into the well, season. Well, yeah, because before the internet, then you have to track stat sheets out of okay, the Post Gazette. You, you had the internet. Else. There's the internet, but you didn't have like websites that ran your fantasy league no. for you. you so you, you had to actually paper. go on NBA.com, like look up every player's stats, like subtract the previous week's totals from like that week to figure out what they got, and it was a lot of freaking work. Dude, fantasy football like that. The fantasy football was a fucking full-time job back in the day. Anyone who ran a fantasy league in, like, the 80s and, like, early 90s before the advent of, of, like, sports websites that run your league for you, like, and didn't get, like, a DUI or, like, an assault charge or just, like, you know, like, I mean, like, props to you, man. You, you, you obviously, like, I know the, the guy who ran my, my leagues in high school is, like, freaking, like, corporate headhunter and like yeah he's you know he's cut out for it not everyone's cut out for it like me me and the valedictorian of my class tried to run a basketball league together senior year and it tanked see when it comes to basketball i'm all about the uh sheets you know for college nba i don't really follow too much like i'll I'll, I'll watch the random game that's on of course i'm behind a bar all the time oh yeah so of course we always have at least now nba's in we have People come in, hey, and and uh, I'm not a trans. I don't work at a transient spot. Top yeah. golf's not transient, but we get a lot of out of towners in, mm-hmm. and um, they're like, hey, can you put on like the Portland game? If we get it, sure. Yeah. Um, or can you put on the Cleveland game? We get a lot of ask for the Cleveland game or, Cleveland. or the they're Philly game. Be terrible. You're not going to get that many requests no. as the year progresses. No. I but, tried to watch Cleveland tonight because that Bleacher Report app had free games, like, every NBA game was free during well, the week. Well, uh, for Comcast, it's giving me NBA preview for the NBA uh, package. Yeah, well, they took it away on on the streams. Like, I, I went to watch the, because I had, like, you know, the baseball game started at, like, 8. And right. the, the, it was, like, the Cavs and the Brooklyn Nets at 7. And I was like, well, I'll watch that for an hour just to, like, see how fucking bad it is, you know? And, um... Yeah, like the, the, after the first week of the season, now they want six ninety nine per game. Per which, game? It's not a which isn't a bad deal if you like really amped to watch like one regular season NBA game. What per game? Per game. It's not really an option for like a fan who wants to follow a team, but if say like you're out of town, maybe, and you don't have like what a about swing the ESPN setup, app? The ESPN app. Well, the ESPN app is supposed... I think ESPN Plus is going to have a few NBA games, like, that aren't on regular They have ESPN. a dozen hockey games a week. Mm-hmm. 
And the ESPN Plus, because I got it on the Apple TV now. But you can get any game you want on Bleacher Report. Right. You just have to be willing to pony up the dough. Six ninety nine. So if you're if you're like you know if like the Celtics and Lakers play like a regular season game and for some reason it's not on ESPN or TNT, and you're like oh shit I want to see that, you know you pay you pay seven bucks. All like right. I can't imagine paying seven dollars to watch like a random Pirates game. No. Just if I'm like if I'm like on the road. No. I, like, there's not one game that I would that I would pay like seven dollars to just sit and watch. Yeah, I mean unless it was. But like... a seven dollar a month subscription, I'd watch as many. NBA games. As I, I mean, a couple you know. years ago, I would have paid to watch the, if I was out of town, but I was actually at the game, that was A.J. Burnett versus Verlander. Oh, yeah. I would have paid to watch that if I wasn't in Pittsburgh, but I was actually at that game. Yeah. It was a Sunday afternoon game, one of the few Sunday afternoon games I've gone to, but... I think $7 for one game is too much. Like, make yeah. it like two ninety nine. like... Yeah, even ninety nine. Yeah, like like an iTunes. Yeah, you know, if I, I buying a song, which no one does anymore, but like no, <laughs> buying a we song have on Apple iTunes, Music or yeah. we have whatever, we get whatever we want. But buying a song on iTunes that you get to keep and listen to forever and ever and ever, like shouldn't shouldn't cost like seven times less than like streaming a meaningless NBA game that like you watch once. Yeah, you know what I mean. I don't know. I wish we had an NBA team in this town sometimes, just so I could like. Have a local They've tried a couple it. times. They, they never do. tried NBA. Never tried. No, they, they they tried ABA and whatnot and and so forth. And it and Pittsburgh's not the market for an NBA team. I mean, uh, I mean, we have three of the four major sports here in Pittsburgh, and one of them suffers at any point in time. Yeah. It's and and currently, had, it's currently it's been the Pirates suffering. They had worse attendance last year than they did during the like depths of their twenty year mm-hmm. losing streak. Yeah, because. People fans, were boycotting. Fans stayed away on purpose. Yeah. They, they finished above 500 and got fewer people in the seats than they did. And it's not because the economy is tanked. No. Thank God. But, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, four sports is a little tough. Like, I mean, I mean, I can remember going to Steeler games where they didn't sell out. I mean, in the 80s. Well, Penn's games were... were there was, oh, there was a period of time. They were giving away tickets to Penn's games. Yeah. Come on, all through the... After Yager left, the whole, what... Student rush era for me was like uh, ninety eight through two thousand and two. Oh, yeah. yeah, and I, I, mean, I, went, whole, I, I got some pretty good seats through. Well, that actually, they, they they extended the period of time the student rush to anybody that had a school ID, whether it was high school or not. Yeah, I mean, there was a period of time where yeah, I mean, they were giving away pens tickets. I mean, I had season tickets for a while, and I got into the season tickets where I had twelve twelve dollars a ticket. Shiloh got in. What if you and, were, like, a laid-off steel worker who, like, went to welding school? Like, could you use your welding school ID and you're, you're like, 45 and you're, like, I mean, if you had a school, they, they were doing any school ID. Yeah? For a period of time. Yeah, they, they were. And they and then they were buying you pizza. Yeah. And now they still do Student Rush, but they only do it, like, once or twice a month. Yeah. They don't do it every game. They used to do it every game mm-hmm. where it was, like, $20 for lower seats and $10 for upper seats. It kind of kept the team in town. It did. It really it did. did. Like, my friends who were Duquesne students <laughs> walked down the during, hill <laughs> during those years, like the post Yager, pre Crosby. I mean, that was, you know, that was hunting season if you wanted cheap, ho- cheap hockey tickets in Pittsburgh. Yeah, and but, um, a lot of times I, I like they it would... better. I like the model they have now better, where like the tickets are hard to come by, and they win back to back Stanley Cups and come close to winning a third. And well, what's funny is I went yeah. for. When I had my bachelor party, it was all over. Like we just went drinking around town and mm-hmm. hanging out and whatnot. And we started off at Hyde Park, there on the North mm-hmm. Shore, and there was a home game. And we left Hyde Park and we're like, "Well, we'll just walk 
walk across the bridge and go to where we want to go. And then um, we're walking by, and the guys out there are like, hey, what do you guys do? We're like, oh, it's bachelor. We're like, oh, you should come into the ball game. I'm like, yeah, we don't have tickets. They're like, no, here's eight. Come on in. Nice. And we're like, nice. okay. And we're like, I ain't even go in the seats. Like, we just, like, stood up on there, and as soon as, like, three of us lit up a cigarette, security's like, no, you guys got to go. We're like, whatever. Came in for free. Came in for free. I'll leave it for free. I don't give a shit. You know, whatever. I mean, uh, but, you know, at the time, the pens were doing that for a while, too. Um, But speaking of tickets that were, that are not hard to get, and actually had the attendance record for a game was at Highmark Stadium. Yeah. uh, Last Saturday? Was it Saturday? Saturday. It was Saturday night. Saturday night. They um, they, uh, they built bigger stands. They did. Finally, they the, did. The end they zone put some more stands in the end zone close to the Sheridan. Uh, they had over five thousand people attended the Riverhounds Bethlehem Steel playoff game, the first home playoff game for the Riverhounds in their existence. Bigger crowd than the Central Catholic versus Seneca Valley game. Bigger crowd from, than from five years ago at my fifteenth uh, high school reunion. Yes. Um, unfortunately. Uh, it went to a shootout, and yeah. it went eight rounds, yeah. and the Hounds lost in the shootout. And the kid who missed that goal in the shootout with the the video, and I, I saw it on video, and I watched, I, I didn't see it live, but I watched the whole, I fast-forwarded through the game mm. for the most part, a lot of it, um, but I watched the whole shootout, I watched the goal periods and whatnot, and... He was devastated. Yeah. Um, you know. Hey, it's tough, man. Like, I've. It, what cracks me up, though, all the time is, is, is no matter if it's USL, if it's MLS, or if it's World Cup, or if it's, uh, what, European League or whatever, whenever it comes to a shootout, it's always funny. The goalie, like, dives left and the ball goes right. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, he's trying to anticipate which way the ball's going to go. I get it. It's, it's not tough, like hockey yeah. because hockey, the net is four feet wide. Where in soccer, the net's, what, 12 feet wide? Or, or 10? Mm, 10? I should or, know that. 10 or 12? I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But, I mean, it's um, it's wide enough that you've got to dive yeah. to cover that much territory. You, you, don't, you don't get to, like, start one way and go back the other. Yeah. Um, it's and, a very and like, the ball's not put out at the the line mm. at at the at the keeper line there. The ball's put like in the yeah. The it, penalty spot is like eight yards yeah from the goal line. Yeah, you gotta make a quick decision. Ten yards, something like that. But yeah, it's um, it's really tough. Like the, when when a penalty is awarded in open play in a soccer game, like when when somebody commits a foul in the box or like you know, denies a clear path to the goal. Um, those are the most pivotal moments in matches because they almost always alter the outcome of the game. Like, it's it's such a high percentage shot. But it's not 100%. Like, right. that is all too obvious. I woke up early Saturday morning. I watched my, uh, my Premier League team, Crystal Palace. Um, you know, they have this guy, Wilfred Zaha, who's really good, and he just gets hacked. And some people say he's a flopper, but he's getting kicked around. Like, teams just go after him. Um, he got a deserved penalty call finally in the second half of the game on Saturday morning. And he's not the penalty taker. There's a different guy they used to, to do the penalty kicks. Right. He kicked it down the middle. The keeper dove to one side, but he stuck his foot out behind him and still managed to, like, deflect the ball away. 
So it's not a 100% proposition. Right. And I went into the Riverhounds game hoping they'd win in, in regulation. I predicted 3-1, and when it got to, you know, 2-2 two, two at the end of 120 minutes, like, you got to just accept that it could well, be yeah, either way. Well, yeah, because they went to the 15-minute playoff. Yeah. Well, it's 15 minutes each way, so it's yeah, a 30-minute right. playoff, and they, you know, they, they finished 90 one one. One one. And then they went up two one in the first fifteen minutes and, and, and they and, switch ends. Yeah. And, and then he went for the other fifteen. There was a I mean, that was a penalty. Um Bethlehem tied it on a on a free kick, a set piece. Right. Not it, not a kick from the spot, so like they, well, they the had a, they, were allowed to defend. They had it a lot the of guys in front of them. Yeah. They put the wall up, but it was and all the guys sitting here and hold their hands over their cocks. It might have you know, been like the worst spot to have a free kick from. Like, it, the difference, I mean, all you had to do is, like, dip it over top of the wall and... Yeah, know, and that's, and that's where that whole bend it like Beckham comes in. Because yeah. the dude bent the ball up and over. Mm-hmm. I, I still don't know. I can barely fucking draw a golf ball. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, you know, I can fade a golf ball all day long because I have a natural slice and I've turned it into a fade. But I don't I have no clue on how to put the spin on a soccer ball you know to get to go up and over and curve back around and in the corner it's funny because i played like youth soccer and in the 80s like you know we're coached by a bunch of like pittsburgh dads yeah not a lot of like european soccer experience among them so they didn't know all the finer points of the game to even really be teaching us and i remember when like they were when like abc was hyping the 94 world cup and they were like and these players are so great they could even make the ball curve when they kick it. I'm like, huh? huh? <laughs> like, no one ever taught me that. I, I had played soccer from the time I was, like, five years old until, you know, I was 14 when the World Cup came to town or came to the States. And I see that on, like, the Big Lake preview show. And I went out in my yard and I was like, damn it, I'm going to learn how to do that, you know? And I taught myself how to, like, put the spin on the ball and, like, make it bend a little bit, but... Not Never like, as good as these guys. Nah. You know? And, you know, like, yeah, like, eight rounds of penalty shots where, like, everybody made their penalty shot until the Riverhounds player missed his. That's tough. Like, I played in a shootout when I was in, like, rec league in-house. Right. And I hit the post on my shot, and it wasn't the end. Like, I, the, we still had our keeper had to, like, make a save. But I put him in a spot where he had to, like, you know, save the team. And I, I felt bad for doing that, but, like, anytime I see someone hit a post. You think of what you did when you were 12. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I um, And that was the lowest stakes, you know? Like, my mom still bought me freaking, like, ice I think cream. she took me to, like, Chili's or something that night. It was fine. Yeah, I, uh, know, I, sl- I slept like a baby. You know, I watched <laughs> that, and, and the when he missed... He didn't just miss. He missed. Yeah, he missed bad. Like he missed bad. Like he. I, that's almost preferable. Like hitting the post is probably actually worse. Cause yeah. Think about the inch. You know. Yeah. Because like in hockey, soccer, a quarter inch this way, you miss completely. A quarter inch this way, mm-hmm. and, it, and it bounces off. And a quarter inch the other way, it bounces in. Yeah. You know. Um. He missed. He missed badly, and he was like, as soon as he kicked the ball, he's like, no. Yeah, and put his head down, and uh, nothing and to be ashamed about. They had nothing a, to be ashamed they about. They had a hell of a season. They finished in third, and they're they've really like inspired. I mean, they've inspired me a lot more. They, they, yeah, they, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not even a big soccer fan. I got into a little more this year with these guys. I love the new um, the new uniforms are sharp. New as uniforms hell. are sharp. You know, the new coach 
Like, he knows what he's doing. He's got a... I didn't realize that most of those guys playing are mm-hmm. still kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. there, there's a, I mean they're, they're big kids. I mean, I mean, <laughs> there's tall people. I mean, there's a couple that are in their late 20s, early 30s, but yeah. most of them are like 19, huh? 22. Dude, the one guy in Bethlehem looked like he was like 17. It's, and like he played, he played the whole game on Saturday, but I, I remember him like I saw him up close when I stood down by the corner flag. And uh, he like was taking the corner kicks because he wasn't tall enough to really like do headers in front of the right. goal, you know? And somebody, I heard somebody from, like, I think from, like, the Hounds PR, you know, like, strolled over from the box office and was like, oh, my God, that guy looks like he's 17. And he might have been. He might have been, he might have been like, a boyish 19-year-old. But, yeah, like, these are a lot of kids. Um, you know, there's going to be changes with the USL next year, but the Riverhounds are in a really good position because, like, Cincinnati's leaving. Cincinnati's leaving the MLS. Um, you know, Louisville, Nashville, Pittsburgh. That's going to be a good rivalry. Penn, Penn FC's going away. Penn FC's, yeah, they're going away completely. Um, uh, but we'll still have, like, Bethlehem, Charleston, uh, Atlanta, George, two, Atlanta 2, Toronto 2. Carolina FC. Carolina. I mean, a lot of good teams. And, and you know, still, I'm still going to watch the uh, the next round of the playoffs. Yeah, you'll, you'll watch the I'll next watch round the of the playoffs. watch the USL final. And the USL finals I'm more, be I'm more into the USL than I am the MLS at this point. Well, because well, Pittsburgh has a USL team. We don't have yeah. an MLS team. And like, like MLS is supposed to be the big deal. But like, does, does Cleveland still have an MLS team? No. no never, th- I don't think Cleveland ever had MLS. They were what? Force and Crunch. I don't remember what. Yeah, that was like USL and like indoor soccer. Okay. But like, the thing in Ohio is that the, the Columbus crew were always Columbus. an Ohio team. And then they were, their owner tried to move them to Austin this past year. And, like, the fans banded together and started a big hashtag Save the Crew. Um, MLS kind of intervened. And also the owner of the Cleveland Browns stepped in. And they're, they're going to buy this guy out and give him an expansion team in Austin, which is where he wanted to move because that's where he's right. from. So it's kind of like they kind of figured out a way to make it a win-win. And I'm, so, I'm glad so Columbus didn't lose its, uh, you know, the only pro sports team from that town that I can stomach. <laughs> Because, um, like, you know, screw the Blue Jackets. Yeah, Tortorella's and horrible. Ohio State also. Yeah. Well, they lost last weekend. So yeah, they good. did. They, got, yeah. they didn't lose. I didn't see fight. it at all. Like They, they didn't lose. lose. They got manhandled. I hardly watched any college football last week because it was all, like, well, soccer and baseball. Well, yeah, and also college football, I mean, the only local team to play was Penn State. And yeah. we don't give a fuck about them. But, um, so... You last night did you you did the Pens game last night? Right? Yeah, yeah. So doing the Pens game, you you didn't get to see some of the shit. I was had a flashback button that was like going off. No tomorrow, mm-hmm. man is like, can you just pick a fucking game? I'm like, yeah. Whenever one's a commercial, I go to the other one. When that one goes commercial, I go back to the <laughs> other one. You know. And then I also had some on my phone and whatever else. And um, so everybody and you listen to the sports talk radio and you're on Twitter and you're on this and, and I, so am I. And everybody's like, oh, Sid, Sid, it's seven games in, and Sid doesn't have a goal yet. He's got a bunch of assists, but no goal yet. Da, 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 da. Well, Sid gets the first goal on a uh, slap pass from Latang, and Sid deflects it in. Nice goal. Not a pretty goal. It was a good goal. He was r- right spot, right time. You could tell it was kind of planned. Was it a uh, gritty goal? It was a little gritty. Eh. Um, but, you know, he got the goal. Hornquist, too, they also say Hornquist doesn't score. Hornquist ends up with two during regulation. And then, 
probably one of the prettiest goals I've seen from Crosby. I mean, if you want to go off a Crosby top ten list, it's hard to put one together. But we'll put the one from last night in overtime on the top ten list. I mean, the dude stayed candle in a fucking phone booth, comes back through defense, three defensive guys, and goes backhand between the blocker and the glove. Mm. Or, or, sorry, between the glove and the and the leg pad. To, and elevates the puck to score. It was a ridiculous goal. You saw it on the I Twitter. Did, I did I did get to... I saw it live. I watched it on Twitter four yeah. times and in slow-mo like four times just to see where he put that puck. And it was on the local news. I, I, I turned yeah. on my TV tonight and it was on Channel 2. And then I yeah. was like... It was I was like ridiculous. trying to get... I was clicking up to try to get to Fox. So I'm going up, up, up. And it's like, you know, Channel 4 is showing it. Now, if this was like a Skip Bayless type, like... You know, like contrarian, like yeah. we have to debate everything type show. I would just say this: it was it's three about, on three. It's three, it was on three, three on three. It's not as good as doing it five on five. I don't care if because you're three because on the three. guy who there was a player right next to him who like was like down low enough that he should have been defending him, but he was like looking out to the blue line because you could get murdered. If you don't cover the point in a situation like that. Right, because they could... That's all I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not trying to diminish hey, Crosby, but hey, it was three on three. Sid could have passed the back out through the middle, and he could have got a slap shot from the blue line. You're right. But, I mean, that goal was fucking pretty. I mean... No, it was a joystick Sega Genesis. Yeah. Like, it was a sick yeah. goal. Um, Crosby, you know, and everybody, you know, he ended up with two goals last night with the game winner. Everybody's like, oh, where's Crosby been? You know, he hasn't scored yet. Seven games in. It's like, dude, it's a long hockey season. You know, last year, in the middle of the season, Crosby went nine games without scoring. Mm. Then the next nine games, he rips off 12 goals. All right? One year, he missed, like, all the games because he was dizzy all the freaking Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, mean, perspective, folks. Come on. Yeah, I mean. this is a good hockey Crosby missed a whole year of hockey over two seasons. Yeah. You know, due to being, due to concussions. Get it. Now, I'm just saying, like it could be worse. Everybody's like and Crosby, of course. Crosby with assists. Cros- Crosby is plays better him. than Crosby not playing games. Crosby plays himself down and is like, yeah, you know, Connor McDavid's probably the best player in the NHL right now. Da, 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 da. Dude, you're still the best player in the NHL. I don't know. Whatever. I mean, and and you and I have been lucky to be born and raised fucking Yinzers and have watched two of the greatest hockey players during their whole career. Mm, yeah. You know, with Mary Lemieux and now Sidney Crosby, and it's like. And we got to watch, what, one year of Crosby and Lemieux at the same time on the ice. Yeah. I mean... It, it wasn't, like, stellar. It wasn't stellar you know? because Crosby's rookie and Lemieux was like, ah, this is really my last season. I'm here to help the kid out. Like It's like when, like, Griffey Sr. played with Griffey Jr. Griffey Sr. came out of retirement to play with Junior. So did Mario <laughs> to play with Crosby. Well, Mario came out of retirement a couple years before that. But, yeah. you know, he ended when he got Crosby in there. You know, I mean, that was like, I mean, Gordy Howe came out of retirement at 63 to play with his two kids at Hartford. Yeah. God, to have an all-Howe line. Like, yeah. God, he had dad strength. Yeah. It's, Gordy Howe, 63 years fucking old, played fucking hockey. Yeah. Like, I mean, <laughs> and Gordy Howe, God rest his soul, he passed away, what, a year and a half ago? About a year, yeah. About a year and a half yeah. ago. I would still not want to meet him at center ice with the gloves off. Well, no. At, at 70. Air 80 years old, whatever it was. I'm not fighting anybody. No, I'm not fighting anybody either, but I definitely wouldn't be fighting Gordy Howe, even if he was fucking 90 in a wheelchair. I mean... <laughs> but... Yeah, I mean, old dudes can fight. Like, yeah, let's not forget. You especially know, hockey players. Hockey players, like, salty old veterans, like... I mean, there's um, a hockey player that owns a bar down the street, and it's like, 
I don't want to have him get drunk one night and me like mouth off to him. Don't mouth off to hockey players. No don't chirping, by the way. I know chirping. Yeah, don't, don't chirp. Ch- don't, don't chirp. chirp, chirp. Don't chirp. Yeah, he's not a bartender. He knows the fucking. Well, bar. don't chirp his bartender. But, but yeah, he'll yeah. Come, he'll come be the. Yeah, employee. he'll come off the end of the bar. He'll come off the bar stool at the end of the bar. And be like, yeah. what the fuck you say? Yeah, man. It's like a like an Alexiac type. <laughs> Which also he had goals. two goals. Uh-huh. <laughs> About that, I, I couldn't believe it. Like I'm listening to it and I'm repeating it, and I'm like, I don't believe it. Like I, I hope I'm not like perpetrating a con. Yeah, upon the Alexiak had two fucking. Yeah, Alexiak had two goals. Like, what? Hornquist had two. Horn, Hornquist had two regulation. Alexiak had two regulation. And then Crosby had, had one, one regulation OT. and one in OT. Game winner. Yeah, game winner. That's how there it, it is. That's how overtime works. Yeah, first. yeah. By the way, any of it you didn't know. Um, yeah. So, Penn, like we've, we've talked before, it's a long season. Don't get bent out of shape if Crosby's not scoring right away. You know what? This might be his wake up. He'll run off fucking eight games with fucking ten goals. Penn's fans you just know. Penn's fans like to have drama because the season is so long, and we talked about it so much on this show. Yeah, just be patient. Be okay. patient. It's cool. Yeah, relax. It's the coolest game on ice. <laughs> Matter of fact, well, I don't know. Curling's pretty cool. Are they having that uh, that like Red Bull like ice racing at Fenway? Oh, uh, Red year? Bull ice racing's fucking awesome. Like the downhill to watch. ice yeah. racing. <laughs> that's fucking awesome. They're having, to watch. That's gonna be at Fenway, man. I know. I know. Uh, last that... time I was in Boston, they had the ski jumping set up there. Oh. But I, I, I would rather go see the, the ice racing. Yeah, I want to see how they set jumping. that up. Yeah, I want to see how they set the, up. The ski jump you could like, like from like driving by on Lansdowne, like you could see like the top of the ski jump from mm-hmm. like behind the monster. Right. But um, you know, still left a lot to the imagination. Um, one more snippet, and we'll go take a break before we get into something that's probably going to take a lot longer. Um, so, uh. WPIL news. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't talk a whole lot about WPIL because we're old and like we've been out of high school for twenty years now. Um, but KDK uh, will be showing the WPIL championship games at Heinz Field on the CW, and two of those games will also be simulcast on the mother station KDKA itself. Yeah. Um, that came down today. I saw that in the news. Yeah, that's checked out. That's pretty cool. That's big. It's always that, been that's on. Pretty cool. It's always, it's been, always on been on like FSN or F- no, no Fox slash uh, Root slash Root, ATT, Root, whatever Fox. It is. Yeah, you know, it's always been like Stan Saverin and Paul yeah. Alexander and Rob. King yeah, and so they're gonna. I don't know who's gonna announce. Who's gonna do it? Yeah. But they'll have it on, all. All six games will be on the CW. Uh, one the single A games played at Robert Morris. The double A game is played at I think Norwin this year, and then. The um, well, because they went to six fucking classes. I know, but Norwin's so, kind of yeah, and then they're gonna play, and they're gonna, and they're gonna play triple, quad, five A, and six A, and all, all at Heinz Field. And the cool thing about that is, a lot of times, like at least one of the games would be like preempted because of a Pens game, right? Which you know, we just talked about the Pens for a while, so we're not actually gonna say that that's bad no. to show the Pens game. It's also contractually what they have to do. Correct. Um, and my buddy's a program but, director. You know, program. like it's impossible to yeah. like not hear a score these days, even for high school playoffs. Mm-hmm. So you know, like now we don't have to worry about your game being preempted. Um, you don't. You don't have to be sitting at Murphy's at like ten thirty at night. You know, getting like the Woody High game spoiled for you. Exactly. I don't even think what he has going to make the playoffs this year, though. I don't know. They're not looking too good. Mount oh. Lebo's looking good. North Hills is eh, all right. Lebo. Um, Lebo's playing Central on uh, Saturday at Highmark. At Highmark? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Hashtag fill the mark. 
Hashtag fill the mark, Lebo Central. We all be actually. If you're, no. t- if you're riding the T tomorrow and you're like, "What the hell is going on?" Yeah, that's what's going on. If you're riding the red line or the blue line, yep, that's yeah. what's going on. Mm-hmm. All the Lebo moms and dads go down and the dads are like, "Sweet, we can take the T and the South Hill Central more. alumni." Don't forget us. There's dozens of us. There's dozens. There's hundreds of you in the South Hills of you fucks. Yeah, in the South Hills. Yeah. I, I, I see a lot of Central sweatshirts running around here all the time and Central yeah. hoodies. Yeah, okay. Uh, so that's a cool thing that uh, KDK is going to be picking up that, and all of them are going to be broadcast on the CW, and two of the games, they didn't say what two, will be simulcast uh, as well on the mother station. I would KDK. imagine whichever ones don't conflict with regularly scheduled programming. Yeah. You know, probably not like... The, they always hold not, that on a Saturday, so yeah, and they start at like ten a.m. So I mean, mm-hmm. I don't see a whole lot going there on. Might be an SEC game, yeah, that day. They might show. They might show. It's like, like Thanksgiving uh, weekend, right? I mean, it's, it's usually games. around there. It's yeah. u- it's usually around or there. like Black Friday. It's usually yeah, so. it's usually around there. I just hope that the pit doesn't have a home game, and that. And also, the Steelers don't have a home game that day, and that field gets tore the fuck up. Because oh, the last time that they that they they've switched the schedule around, but if you remember that stupid ass fucking Monday night game, huh. yeah, um, against Miami, Miami, the worst game ever played, where they just put turf on top of the old turf because there was four high school games on. It was a Sunday night Steelers game. Yeah, it was uh, four. There was four high school games played on Friday. There was a pick game played on Saturday on the field, and then the Steelers played Sunday night, and it rained the whole fucking time. And they just put new. Uh, that's when the ball just plugged in the ground, yeah. and they well, brought. No, they, were, they were really like. And they brought out like dozers to like mat the fucking turf down. It was the worst. That game, the Steelers ended three nothing. They'd have been better off just playing it on the shit torn up field. You, you would think you just so. have like a mud game. You would think so. You know. You would think so. The Steelers and Miami always link up for some fucking rain games. It's because it's the, NFL, it's the NFL, so everything's got to be perfect, even if the weather won't allow it to be perfect. You know, so they go and put new turf down, and then it rains. Yeah, that was that was bad, and nobody yeah, wants bad. that again. And if it does get to that point again, I hope they have, like, common sense and just say, like, look, we're playing the NFL game in the mud. Yeah. And you're all, you're hey, all big boys. revert back to high school. Yeah. There it is. Oh, they all played on field turf in high school. You know that. What well, now? The new new guys did. These guys. I mean, these these kids, guys children. Did. You know? Yeah. These guys did. Kids. I mean, shit, Roethlisberger's still younger than us. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> well, he's going to be forever. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But, I mean, there's, the only guy in the NFL older than us is fucking Tom Brady. I mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't Jag care. off. Hockey's a little, little easier to stomach, so. Some, the hockey, there's well, still you got, hockey well, well, you got a guy on there's the Penguins that's older than us, and you got a lot that are younger than us. Yeah, a lot. So, yeah. A lot. It's getting that way. But, all right, folks, we're going to go ahead and take a break right now. There's going to be a few bits that you're going to listen to from our friends at Sorgatron Media uh, in Beachview that hosts uh, several other podcasts other than ours here at Bold Sports, like Awesome Cast. And I learned a new trick from them last night. Oh, yeah. I was watching Awesome Cast on uh, Facebook. I learned how to do, like, 3D pictures and shit on, uh, on Facebook. Everybody's started doing that. Yeah, I, I learned how to do it last night. That's so, cool. All right, folks, we'll be right back after these messages. Do you like professional wrestling? Want your discussions? No holds barred. Check out WrestlingMayhemShow.com for all the wrestling podcast flavor you can handle. All right, folks, and we're back for our second edition here at Bold Sports. So one of the best parts about this time of year, Matt, World Series, 
Yeah, it's and going on. We're uh, two games in. Tonight was game two. You were fortunate enough to do the post game uh, and so forth tonight. Yeah, I suppose it is fortunate that I'm employed. <laughs> um, it was a long night. Well, yeah, I'm not, because I'm not well, sure how much. Well, I, because you didn't do the national. You didn't do the national uh, post game. You did the local ball. They are just post-game. breathless when the team wins. They don't breathe for an hour and a half, and it's like okay. It's exciting. Like, they're up two games to zero. And, and they're the dropping their R's off. and everything else. Ah, they're dropping their R's. Yeah, geez. I mean, it's it's good. I'm, you know, like, they had uh, Jim Rice on. Okay. okay. Um, my first baseball mitt was a Jim Rice signature, like, five-year-old's, like, little first baseball mitt. Um, you know, so, that yeah, that makes me feel old. Because he sounded kind of old. Like, I couldn't see the visual, but he's like, oh, he's got the gravelly voice now. I'm like, Jim Rice, you old, aren't you? But, um, yeah, Red Sox, they took a pretty commanding series lead, I'd say. 2-0, to o, uh, two games to none over the Dodgers, leaving Fenway, going back to La La Land. Um, they're leaving the high 30s, low 40 temps in Boston to go back to, what, 90s in L.A.? Yeah. Um, now, now, game one, if you follow us on the Twitter uh, you could tell when I work and when I don't work. Because mm-hmm. uh, yeah. there was all you do is tweet while you're at work, right? Yeah, totally. I have so yeah. much time to tweet while I'm at work. So um, I'm like, hold so, on, I'm tweeting. So like yesterday, God. I've actually done that before. And you're like, Steve, I need to be. I'm like, I'm tweeting right now. Give Maybe me a minute. I'm tweeting. Um, but it was like one or two tweets. But like last night, I was pretty much on it. Like between two games, tweeting on Bolt Sports all night. Um, tonight I was at work. I really couldn't tweet at all. Um, so it sucks. Because last night, the Red Sox, and they did it again tonight, they manufacture their runs. They're not relying on a long ball. They're not relying on, you know, walks. This, you know, I mean, they get a guy on first, they steal second. They get a single, he gets a third, or he rounds, or if you got a fast guy on second, he's rounding third and coming home if it's a good single and, like, right center. Yeah, you know, uh, they're manufacturing their runs. They're they're not relying on certain guys to do certain things. I mean, Mookie Betts is doing everything he can. Um, you know, Price was on the mound. He got his second playoff win in his career uh, tonight. Chris Sale last night looked really good. Sale um, did look good. Looked and Price real good was impressive night. because he didn't get rattled when they went down two to one. Exactly. Price kind of gets rattled a little bit. He, and and you know, I. Especially in the cold. And he, he actually made a joke about that. Like, they asked him about, like, you know, something about, like, how how is it here at Fenway in the playoffs? And he's just like, cold. <laughs> cold. You know, after you win the game, like, it's it's fun to joke about. But, yeah, like, he's, you know, that was one of the theories that was always offered for why, why isn't he good in the playoffs. And, like, you know, he's not going to pitch in L.A. Um, no, he's in not the, in the In the LCS, like, during the... Lead up to that series against Houston, the, the controversy was like, oh, why is Price going in game two when we could start him in game three and he'd be in Houston and it's, it's warm there and they have a roof, so if it is cold in Houston, it's still climate controlled. Um, yeah, but he's pretty much put that to rest for now. Yeah, David Price had six innings pitch and two earned runs tonight uh, for his second straight postseason win. Um Let's see what else is going on tomorrow, uh, or not tomorrow, so today's what, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, whenever they play, they have a travel day tomorrow. Uh, Rick Priscillo is going to be starting game three, and ESPN lineup just told me that the Dodgers are going to have a revamp lineup. I don't think the Dodgers announced who they're 
Game 3 starter Oh, didn't yet. they? I don't think so. Hmm. Um, it just said, uh, I had a revamped Dodgers lineup. That's all it says right now. Well, it seems um, like Boston has better pitching. Boston has sick pitching. And, you know, <laughs> LA's bullpen has blown up. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I don't... I mean, like, you were talking about Boston manufacturing runs, but that home run... In oh, game one? Game one like, that, that, that three-run three home run? Yeah, yeah that's, that's what put them up eight to four? Come on. And, like, tonight, yeah. you know, walks fig- figured heavily, and, you know, Boston Boston had the tying run walked in. Bases loaded after that. Well, the single, Dodgers went with... the single gets them two more runs. The Dodgers went with an already lineup tonight. Well... They went with an already lineup, already batting lineup tonight. I mean, it, it, I mean, what do you... <sighs> I mean, the Red Sox have been the best team all year. Mm. Their record proves that they're the best team all year. And it's ridiculous. And I think Cora's kind of blowing Roberts out of the water right now as manager. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, pulling his, his starter after, like, 67 pitches. Yeah, but he got the innings and in. he got the low pitches in the innings. He, he's there for the win. So you're I mean, managing. You're managing to like. You know you're. You're in a seven game series. You know your bull your bullpen was shaky in game one. And you're gonna need him anyway in games three and four, and hopefully five, six, and seven if it goes to that. So like. You know, don't you have to ask your starters to just push a little bit more? You're not going for quality starts anymore. It's a World Series. I mean, you want quality starts, but you want every. Of course, you want a quality start, but that shouldn't be where you, the point where you stop. You know, you, you just get a quality start and plus something else. I didn't realize that Nunez's uh, three-run homer last night was a pinch hitter. Oh yeah, I didn't realize that was a pinch hitter. I thought he came in before that. Um, damn, that was a pinch hit. Nice. Always take that. Um, Pinch we, hit three run homer in the World Series, yeah. Pinch hit three run homer over the monster. Yeah, yeah you take that. Yeah, you you take that all day long, twice on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean that, that's just you know it's the World Series. You gotta, I mean, how many times did we replay the whole ninety two fucking buck shit where they could have brought Wakefield in out of the fucking bullpen, even though he was a starter and he started the night before. And he could have pitched the eighth, seventh, and eighth inning, or the ninth inning for that matter, you know, over that shit, because he was a knuckleballer and he doesn't have a lot of stress on his arm. Yeah, but that's a whole different thing. And Wakefield went on pitch for the fucking Red Sox mm-hmm. for years, and he got the 04 World Series ring. Good for him, yeah. and he was a fucking 104. But I mean, <laughs> he wasn't 104. But no. I mean, I mean, Wakefield was what in his 20s when he was the Pirates in the early 90s and gets a World Series in 04. Good for him. Great job. I mean, he's in his 40s, but whatever. Um, you know, you're not going to have David Price come out of the bullpen. You're not going to have Sale come out of the bullpen. I mean, you're not going to have Porcello come out of the bullpen. No. Um, I mean, right now they got Joe Kelly. Who's sick. And um, that seems to be all they really need, you know. I love his fucking stance on the mound, by the way. That whole, like... Are you talking about or, um, um, Kimbrel? Kimbrel, yeah. 
Kimbrel, he's he's an actual closer. Yeah, he's the closer. He's the closer. He's, 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 he's the closer. His little stance on the mound with a little wing out. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. I don't know. Whatever works for you. I I, I can't wait until someone asks me why he does that so I can be like, I have no idea. Yeah, I have no idea at all. I mean, that's just his thing. I mean, why did Nomar Garcia Para, like, pull his fucking straps off his, you know, before every time he stepped in a batting box, pull his straps 30 times off his fucking wrists and shit, you know? I mean, that's their thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Why did Ken Griffey Jr. wiggle the bat like he did when he was in, in the batting box? I mean, that's his thing. It's true. Big Poppy spitting in both hands, clapping and whatnot. I mean. Yeah. And Yasiel Puig licking his bat. You put up that. Put, put that up there. Remember Turk Wendell? Oh, he yeah, he did the craziest. Like, he would brush his teeth in the dugout. He, he would suck on licorice in his gum instead of chew. Mm. And that's then, actually and, good, though. And then it's he, better for you. Yeah, it's better for and you. I like licorice. Yeah, I like licorice. He would it, suck it on licorice. It generates just as much saliva. You, yeah. can, you don't have to spit it out. Like, if you, you can swallow, swallow it. If you swallow yeah. your licorice spit, you won't get sick as hell. Yeah. I mean, he would, and he would, like, high jump over top of the foul line, and he'd brush his teeth in a Gatorade cup in between innings. Mm-hmm. I mean... Superstitious sports is superstitious. I mean, you know, Cros- that's a little bit over the top, though. Crosby does the whole little, you know, pass to himself and stuff mm. around the fucking McDonald's M. I mean, you know, Flurry always skates to the same corner whenever he lets in a goal. Yeah, sports superst. I mean, there's guys that don't change their fucking socks. I mean, you know, there's guys that wear the same hat. You know, they eat the same thing every day. I yeah. mean, it's superstition in sports. And that's what it's going to be. What do you think about the going back to L.A.? Uh, do you think L.A. is going to get a win at home? Do you think the Sox are – I don't think the Sox are going to sweep them. I think the Sox might actually do something that the Sox don't do. And that's win a World Series at home in Game 5. Yeah, I – I I mean, I want Game 7. That's, that's right. just me. But because game seven, because game seven is, it doesn't matter what sport it is. It's game fucking seven. It's I do just or don't die. see it right now. I, I see I'm this, not seeing it right now. I see the Sox taking game four in L.A. and going back to Boston and actually winning a World Series at home, um, which they haven't done since 1918, which was against who? The Brooklyn Dodgers. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh. So. These two teams have the biggest, the longest, some of the longest existence in Major League Baseball. Of course, the Dodgers were the Brooklyn Dodgers, but now they are are in L.A. and have been since the fifties. Yeah, Dodger Stadium is the third longest, third oldest stadium in Major League Baseball. Yeah, Fenway being the oldest. Then you have uh, Wrigley, mm-hmm. and then you have Dodger Stadium. I mean. So you have two story franchises. I, I see Boston going back to Fenway in Game Five and winning at home for the first time since 1918. And that's not just me being a Boston Red Sox fan talking. That's just being a realist at this point. I mean, they've been the best team all year. They've been the best team all year. 112 wins. You can't. You can't say that. You know. You didn't get your money's worth. Mm-mm. If you're just a casual fan of baseball, no. you want to see the best team win. I mean, they were the best team. Um, so we see. Like I like I said, you know, I would prefer to watch five more baseball games this year than two more. Well, in the event it does go to Game Seven, Halloween night is Game Seven. Oh boy. Okay. 
October 31st is Game 7. Oh, man. I hope it goes into extra innings. And, and it's past midnight. Like that <laughs> and becomes game. November 1st. Yeah. Well, okay, here's the other thing, too, about these games. Last night's game, Monday night, went three hours and 52 minutes. Okay. I didn't see the time stamp on tonight's game, but I know it's it. Not as long, I It wasn't think. as long, because yeah. it was over before I left work, and I left work at 12, 15. Yeah, the, so, the game, like, they threw it to the post game at, like, 12.25-ish. All right. Okay, so, like, you can figure, like, three hours and 15 minutes. All right, so it wasn't as long. Yeah. Um, it's not bad. It's not bad for MLB. No. Now, keep in mind that they are going on the West Coast. It's still going to be an 8 o'clock East Coast start, so that makes it 5-something. Yeah. You know, yeah it would be 5, but 5.09 or, or whatever yeah. it is, 5.07. Um, how about last night, Karyu Stremski throwing out the first pitch? Yeah. That was awesome. Tonight, and then tonight, the, tonight was Big Poppy. Not just Big Poppy. Well. It was like representatives from like all the recent World Series all the, winners. Yeah. That so are, like 04 and the next one. And the one well, Poppy was all three of them. But Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. And then you had. Poppy who steals had, the show because he's Poppy. Veritek was there and was Pedro there? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Have you seen Pedro Martinez lately? It looks like he ate a fucking house. I love him, man. He's on. The I love Pedro. He's, the he's awesome. Yeah, um, pa- Pedro and Poppy are both like. It's again. This is another way that I feel old. Like when I watch playoff baseball now, and the post game shows dominated by like guys from that we watched. Not right? really that long ago. Not really that long like ago. But Pedro and but long... David Ortiz and Alex Rodriguez. And A Rod only retired. He's only been retired a year? He went, like, straight from the yeah. freaking baseball office. Like, the ink wasn't dry on his retirement yeah. papers. And he um, on TV. I mean, and then Pedro. I mean, they figured, like, we're already employing Pete Rose. I mean, all right. Here, who is Pedro a rookie with? Montreal? Yes. Montreal Expos. How long have the Expos been out of Montreal? I mean... Long enough that there's, like, a generation of pissed-off Max fans. Right. Because, <laughs> because they always disappoint. Right. I mean, so, I mean, because, yeah, Montreal moved to Washington and became the Nationals. So, I, I, I lived in D.C., and it was the first, when I lived down there, it was 6, 7, and 8, end of 6, all of 7, and half of 8, and it was, they got their new stadium in 7. So, how long they play in RFK? Three years? Four years? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't like... It wasn't the ideal situation with an expansion team. Like, the Expos were... They left. Know, cause they, they were going to fold. They were they, they, had, they wanted to go move, somewhere. Move or fold. Not... not a, it wasn't going to be Montreal. Um, you know, the Montreal, like, that was... That was my first ever game I went to, was Pirates versus Expos. And I, I went to so many Expos games growing up. And, you know, like, they played the Pirates a lot. They used to be in the same division. Yeah, they were in the same division. Tim Raines. Uh, Tim Raines. Uh, John Wetland. Gary Carter. Gary Carter. It's my first game, okay? Um, I mean, I was an infant, so I don't remember this. But you had Willie Starr, Joel Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Gary Carter played in that game, Hall, Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. Um, Burt Pitched. Burt Blylevin. Hall of Fame. Well, he played for the Pirates yeah. and the Expos. Well, he was a Pirates then. Yeah. Just before he quit. Um, Burt Blylevin. Wait, he's from... He was coaching one of the national teams in the Olympics. The Netherlands. Yes. Yeah. 
I mean, I'm pretty sure he was born in the U.S., but, like, probably, like, the grandparent right. thing, yeah. you know? But, um, so, no, there were, like, four Hall of Famers who played in my first game. I'm trying to remember who. It was, like, Stargell, Gary Carter. Is Tim Raines in the Hall of Fame? Probably. Okay, so Tim Raines. Everybody remembers Expos. Tim Raines more with the White Sox than they do the... the no, I don't. I remember him. The Expos. But, I mean, a lot of... People remember him more than the White Sox, but... I mainly remember Tim Raines for saying that, like, he slid head first because he always had a vial of Coke in his back pocket. There's that, too. So sliding, like, feet first would, you know... We'll crush that. Crush your... Get your little ass cheeks <laughs> pinched by your <laughs> broken glass vial. I mean, it's not the preferred method to get it in you. Anyway, neither here nor there. <laughs> I mean, shit, baseball players in the 80s, man. I mean, shit, And mascots. And mascots. Yeah. When the pirate parrots your coke dealer, um, but yeah, it, I wouldn't want to deal with him. He's too wacky. Uh, he always calls attention to himself. Yeah, you know, so I mean, it's like you know, you live on a street, you, you try to be quiet. You know, your neighbors can't really figure out like what's going, what on. your job is, but they know you've got like a huge house. And then you start like tearing, like doing donuts on your yard on your stupid ATV. Like the parrot used to have back in the 80s. Oh, man. And they're just like, well, this just can't stand. I gotta call the cops. And then the cops come for a noise violation, and they, they don't they don't even have to, like, have a warrant, because they see just, like, piles of white shit in plain sight. Yep. And then they have probable cause. There to, it is. To raid probable your house. cause for that. Yeah. Yeah, so, but with this World Series, uh, obviously I'm, a, I'm pulling Red Sox all the way. Um, you want to see a game seven, and you really don't care I who do. wins. I, I really um, hope that the Dodgers win the next two games. I'm sorry. Hey, you know what? And honestly, if the Dodgers win the next two games, I still like Boston's chances. Uh, I just you know, more drama. If the Dodgers, if the Dodgers win two games in LA, come mm. back and the and and Red Sox, the Dodgers still have to win one game in fucking Boston. Just win one game. They have to win at one home first. They have yeah. They have to if they win two at home, they have to win. They have the Dodgers have to win out now. You can win your way back into this. Series, you can win your way you, back into this. You, you get play wait. mistake-free baseball. Mistake-free baseball for two games in your home stadium. Yeah. Now, um, last summer I worked a part-time gig as a bartender at a bar that was in PNC Park, but had the non-PNC Park entrance. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, know where you're at. I just bartended there, just on game days. And when the Dodgers were in town, I met a guy mm. from LA. Came in for the games. He showed me videos on his phone of him from, like, Fox and from ESPN and everything. He has collected 37 home run balls. Oh, wow. So now he's in his retirement stage. Mm-hmm. He's, like, 58, 59 last summer. And he now strategically plans his seats on where most home runs are hit. Mm-hmm. And he actually caught two home runs. They were pirate home runs. It was one of the games that Josh Harrison had a walk-off home run. He caught it uh, against the Dodgers. Um, he strategically plans his seats on where the home run balls are going. Yeah. And he has, like, the most home run balls that caught as a fan. I mean, he was a super cool dude. He tipped well. It's always the I most mean, fun. Like, catching a home run is so much more fun than catching a foul ball, I would imagine. I have one home run ball catch. I, I never came even close. Well, I've been close. Like, they've been hitting in my section. I have one home run know. ball catch, and my home run ball catch is in a case in this house with the ticket stub from 1992, Game 5, NLCS, Atlanta Braves versus Pirates, where Brian Hunter hit the home run ball to go ahead 
over the Pirates. I have that ball. You have that ball. I have that ball. It's in a box downstairs in the basement in a big rubbery container with the ticket stub in it in its case. And then when Brian Hunter played for the Pirates a few years later, I had him sign it. Nice. Nice, uh, nice. You know, also, I was a kid. I could go get a guy to go sign a baseball at the time. Now, at 45 years old, I'm like, Brian Hunter, I ran into you at, like, the bar. Can you sign this? I caught it when you hit it in 1992. I mean... Actually, no, that ball was 1991. That was 1991, game five. Uh, 1992, I sat on the first base uh, extended seats. But and that that was also man. game five, and that was the Terry Pendleton game where he bunted the ball, first baseline and ran into his own bunt and got mm. called out. Yeah. Um, but... I have one home run ball. I have a couple foul balls in my in my lifetime. Not a whole lot. Um, I, I have a batting I, practice ball, or not not even batting practice, fielding practice ball that like Mark McGuire like missed and it rolled over to the first baseline where I was sitting. And you like reached over, and I and I reached over and got that. Um, and I went to a game with like my brother and my dad and my grandfather at Three Rivers, where like a J Bell foul ball like made its way up to the yellow seats. Mm. And and it hit my poppy on his hand, but he was like he had his beer in the other hand. Don't want to waste the beer. So it, it bounced off his hand and, and landed in like front of these two girls in front of us who were like, I could tell they were big J Bell fans for some reason. Everybody loved J Bell because he was so dreamy. Yeah. Um. So they got the ball, and that's fine. They they seemed happy about it. That's cool. You know? And I I was too old. I I wasn't young enough where they would be like, oh little boy, have a ball, you know. So um. That's the closest I ever came to a live ball in a baseball game. Was it, it, you know, it hit off the hand of someone who's genetically related to me and was sitting like two seats down from me. Um, but still, it was a foul ball, like a home run ball. That's like, that's like, that's a cool ball. And like, I, I you know, how Bob Walk on the Pirate Games is always like, don't let them pressure you into throwing it back. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree completely. This isn't Wrigley Field. This I, isn't Wrigley. I'm not trying to be the Cubs. You know, I'm not gonna. Cubs. I'm not gonna turn around and throw it in the Allegheny. No, that's littering, dude. Yeah, yeah. and then like some Bill guy. Well, well yeah, yeah, and then there's some guy in a kayak out in the Allegheny. He's gonna go pick it up and take it home. Yeah, I mean, whatever. There's some guy who's no, got shit. Like, I caught it. I ran over a six year old for this ball. God damn it! I'm gonna keep it. You know, there's some <laughs> guy. You know, there's some guy who lives in Millvale who's got like rock hard triceps. And about 50 Major League Baseballs from, like, the last three seasons. <laughs> I kayaked down outside of PNC yeah. Park waiting for this. Yeah. I got it. Now, um, so, not World Series is going to keep going on. Watch the games. They're awesome. It's playoff baseball. It doesn't get any better than this. Uh, you got two great teams. You got an East Coast and a, you got a complete East, East Coast, Coast, West Coast, and a complete West Coast. You got, like you said earlier, Steve, like two storied franchises, yes. two legendary brands. Yes. Um, you know, like Boston has had so much success recently. Like, if you're a fan of the underdog, like if you're a fan of the underdog, LA, you're taking LA. You, you could pick up LA right now, and they have never needed you more. Correct. So, um, you know, there's that, and if you're, and if you like. You know, East Coast Boston-y type things. Well, you know, you're you're ha- you're happy right now because they're up two zero and it's looking pretty good. The the way okay, so the Benintendi catch tonight, where he did like, yes. the leap, yeah, and that catch that he made in the LCS to like end the, end the series that that diving catch. Yes, that's like destiny type stuff. Mm-hmm. When those types of plays happen for your team, it's. Those are those deserve to be in some kind of like championship, well, like video, you know, that's going to be on a scoreboard. It will be somewhere in the not. It will be. Future. It will be. I'm just saying, like, destiny seems to be pointing to the Northeast right now. But for my sake, I want Game Seven. 
Yep. So go Dodgers. And, and you know what? Alex Cora, um, my biggest memory of you is crying on a pitcher's mound in the College World Series after Warren Morris hit the home run to win the College World Series for LSU. You know, in I thought about this. You shouldn't have fucking, you know, you shouldn't be busting Alex Cora's chops. Uh, you know what, but congratulations you to you. Shouldn't, you shouldn't be busting Alex no, Cora's uh, chops. You know, congratulations to you, my friend, to being the first um, Latin American-born manager to go to World Series and potentially win a World Series. I hope he wins it. I, mean, I hope he wins it. I just wanted to be seven games. When I wanted I, to work for and, it. And man. when I see him at a bar <laughs> again in Pittsburgh, I will... Um, Shake his hand for congratulations. I, you know, he's going to take the mic. Instead of bust his After balls. they win the World Series, he's going to take the mic. And he's like, and I just want to say to that guy from Pittsburgh who said he was on the LSU baseball team. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, I, want, I, want, I want him to, like, like try to, like, pull off, like, the worst, like, Tommy from Quincy Boston accent. And just be like, go fuck yourself, Steve Finald. <laughs> so, uh... Uh, some other, uh, some shenanigans going on here. Um, hey, here's to the shenanigans. Here's the shenanigans. <laughs> shenanigans! Woo! Woo! Um, former Adidas executives have been found guilty of paying high-profile basketball recruits in college. Okay, so a lot's <laughs> happening with this right now. We don't, we hardly ever talk about the nuts and bolts of it, but I, I don't think a week goes by that you don't say that the NCAA is like... Corrupt. The most corrupt organization, organization besides FIFA. FIFA, yep. Um, this is really interesting because, like, this is a guy who's, what, he's playing in Australia now? This Louisville guy. He was, uh, yeah. his dad, his dad took some money, like, his dad, like, he, he, I heard on another show today, his dad got, like, some, like, deals on a hotel room in Louisville because he was going to live in a hotel for a year because his kid wasn't going to, like, enroll in Louisville for four years. You know, he was just doing the one-and-done thing because that's the rules. And, you know, he got paid. Um, his kid's not allowed to get paid. Yeah, it's uh, Executive James Gatto and others have mm. been found guilty in this case. Um, and is this tied to, like, the Patino? Yeah, it's tied yeah. to the Patino thing, where Patino said he had nothing to do with it, that it was, whether he did or didn't have anything to do with it. I mean, um, but, you know what? It's the NCAA. It's one of the most corrupt organizations in the world. And you know what? It's been going on for years. Well, How many times did the fucking pit football players, during the Danny Marino years, were driving around a fucking Camaro's, uh, from Cavelli Chevrolet that were donated to the university for the team usage while they played there. Probably. I mean, I mean, I don't know that. Obviously, like, I wasn't really, like... Our parents knew it. I wasn't paying attention to, like, how Bill Fralick was getting back to Penn Hills on, like, his, down, <laughs> his nights off from practice. Right. But, um, you know, like, the parkway, like, it's a lot easier in a Camaro than in a... It jalopy, is in a jalopy. It is. So, um, I don't really know about all that, but, like, what interests me about it is that it's basketball and that the NBA has done so much in the past few years with the uh, the G League, which is because yeah. it's the Gatorade sponsorship yeah. now. It used to be the Developmental League, a.k.a. the D League. Right. Um, and I don't know if you saw, like, within, like, the past week, they said that they're 
they're going to pay people like $125,000 yeah, they're, they're to skip their one and done year of college and go play, and in go the G play League. against like yeah, third men well, in the well, G League. Well, the G League, the, the, um, uh, Jalen Rose mm-hmm. was talking about it. And I think, I don't know if he steamheaded it, but I know he talked about it on um, when he was on Mike and Mike. And now that he's a co-anchor on Wake Up on ESPN, mm-hmm. where he was like, look, go pay these kids hundred grand." Go play in the G League, develop your skills, and either you you move on, or or you don't. He goes, give him a hundred grand, you know. And he goes, the whole and the G League will take you at a one and to skip your your college and go to the G League, but not just pay them, but pay everyone a hundred yeah. grand. Like, I, hey, you know what? Basketball to me is. You know what? Basketball is a lot has, of fucking money. Like exactly, and like <laughs> with the popularity of the NBA, right? But versus, also basketball is carrying. Also, basketball is only carrying twelve guys on a team. Twelve, yeah. It says the roster. So, so, are so, so that's one point two million. Yeah. For your players, we're gonna pay your coach. You're probably gonna pay your coach a million. So you're two point two million just in players and and your head coach. Mm. You got assistant coaches. You got, is the G League gonna be that popular that you're gonna put? Five million, call it five million dollars in player coaches' salaries and whatnot into into development. Where college has always been a development, and then if you weren't good enough for the NBA, you went and played the D League where you made twenty five grand, I, I or you went to Europe and you played in the European League, so or you went to Australia and played in the Australian League. You're saying that there's nobody in. I'm not saying there's nobody in the G League that can play in the NBA. No, you're, you're saying, saying but you are kind of suggesting that there's nobody in the G League who's as good of a as good of a coach as like say Mike Shashevsky or Roy Williams. Yeah. Or like Shaka Smart if you want to pick like Right, a young if you want to pick a young guy, like, yeah. But like again, the one and done guys aren't there to like learn. Cal Perry, I mean shit. They're not there like I don't think the one and done guys are like you know, studying all of Coach K's books. No. And you know what I mean? Like they're they're doing practice and they're using their like natural, like freakish athletic talent to be really good at ACC basketball or SEC basketball well, for one Co- year. Coach K was on um uh was on Get Up this morning. I bet he was. And, and uh, they talked to him and, and and they asked him how it how it evolved. Cause Coach K's been around since the early eighties, if y'all haven't known. Yeah. And as a head coach at Duke. Not just an assistant coach, as a head coach. And he was like, yeah, the whole one and done thing. He goes, that's a whole new era, and you have to recruit a certain way and so yeah. forth. He goes, you don't have guys like Grant Hill and Christian Leitner and, you know, um, uh, Bobby, uh, Bobby, Hurley? Bobby Hurley that are, that are, that are four year guys. He goes, yeah. you don't have, he goes, he goes, you're lucky if you get a three year guy anymore. He goes, mm-hmm. He goes, now you got a lot of these guys coming in one and done. He goes, he goes, I try to recruit guys that are that need development, that are going to work and they're going to play and they get two to three years. He goes, if they get three years, I'm a happy guy right now. He goes, I, I goes, I, I goes right now. I goes, I got one, maybe two that are one and dones. Mm. Where where Calipari's all one and done like that. He, I mean that that that's his deal. Yeah. But also Calipari only has one national championship out of it. Where. Chizeski has what eight? <laughs> yeah, it's you know it's different. Like Duke is Duke. Duke is Duke. Kentucky is Kentucky. Like Cal Perry was at Memphis 
for like a lot of those years. And he was at, at UMass. At UMass. Um, he was at UMass like, and Memphis and then uh, Coach K was at Duke that whole time. Yeah, Coach K was so, at Duke the whole time. Roy Williams was at Roy Williams been at UNC since um, what's his name died. Um, no, 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 because like you don't talk about Dean Smith. Dean Smith, yeah. Dean, okay. First of all, Dean Smith retired. Right. Then Matt Doherty. Yeah. Took well, but over. Dean Smith and they don't, You might have forgot. Right. Well, Dean Smith did eventually die, but he was he lived for a lot of years after his retirement. And like Roy Williams was, I mean, Roy's been there since. Well, like Roy was at Kansas the year that um, Carmelo Anthony was one and done. Because Roy's, Car- Kansas, Carmelo Roy's An- Kansas lost in the final to Syracuse that yeah. year. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that was like 2003, 2004. And like Roy Williams might have done like one more year at Kansas before the North Carolina job came open. And Roy Williams was a Carolina boy and Carolina. Yeah. He's a Tar Heel born and a Tar Heel bred. Yeah. And when he dies, he'll be Tar Heel dead. Presuming he ever dies. I don't know. He, he might be immortal. And Coach K doesn't look any different today than he did in <laughs> fucking 1986. But anyway. Anyway. Um,. But yeah, so go figure. There's some um, shit going on in NCAA basketball that is sketchy, um, and no one is surprised. Not at all. Which is why they were guilty. Yeah, because the burden of proof was probably. I mean, you know, standards are standards in the law, but like seriously, like some cases are bigger slam dunks than others. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, oh, hey there, pun. NC, um, NCAA basically getting caught with their hand in the cookie jar. Ooh. Again. Again. All right, folks, we're going to go ahead and take another break and uh, listen to what's going on at our friends from Sorgatron Media Studios in Beachview. Do you know what else is great about Sorgatron Media Studios in Beachview? It's by Slice on Broadway. It is by Slice on Broadway, which gives you the perfect pepperoni pizza. Uh, And it's an awesome pizza. The original location there at Slice on Broadway, as well as PNC Park, Carnegie, and now they have one in East Liberty. Yeah. So go ahead and give those guys a check out. Um, get off the trolley. You know, yeah. if you take the trolley to South Hills, get off one day, walk into Slice. It's one of those. They like, sell beer. It's one of those street level stops. It okay. is a street level stop. Um, they sell. But it's beer. like right by the stop. I mean, it's it, it's right it like, by the uh, church. It's by the church. It's Shiras. I don't know the stop name. Yeah, it's, but right it's, by by the, it's, it's by the Saint mm-hmm. Catherine. Yeah, the Saint Catherine. Mm-hmm. And they sell beer. So you can have pizza and beer. Yeah, they do have beer. And you have pizza and beer. All right. So go check yourself out. uh, Slice on Broadway. Order some for delivery. It's a great stop. In the meantime, we'll be back in just a few moments. Let's talk tech. Tech news discussions from the people in the industry right here in Pittsburgh. Online, gadgets, startups, and more. Check it out at awesomecast.net. All right, folks, and we're back for our final segment, and we're going to dedicate this all to a little bit of college hockey and a lot of football. So, Matt, there's some beer for us. Mmm. What you got there? Something hoppy? I do have some hoppy. Uh, the Shapes of Hops to Come from Deshemne Creek. Okay, that's a PA um, beer. That's a PA beer, a little east of, of Pittsburgh here. Yeah, it's like Eagles territory, but we'll allow it. We'll it allow it's it. delicious beer. I'm sure Gritty drinks it. I'm sure yeah. it's great. I doubt Gritty drinks this. He can't afford it. It's too gritty. So, here we go. Uh, college hockey started up. There are a few games in right now. Uh, on the men's side, Notre Dame is number one. St. Cloud State is number two. Minnesota Duluth is three. Ohio State's four. Minnesota is five. Providence is six. Minnesota State, seven. 
Cornell's at eight. Denver is nine. Penn State is the only local men's team uh, in the top 25. They're at 10. Then you go to Union, Michigan, Princeton, Wisconsin, Bowling Green, Massachusetts, North Dakota, Northeastern, Western Michigan, and Quinnipiac. Okay. That's your top 25 for men's. Um, Bobby Moe, um, who has some great games mm. uh, coming up and they play down there on the island and so forth. And uh, they're very inexpensive to go to. College yeah. hockey is a great, uh, a, a great time to go, uh, and so forth. You know, I always had the most fun at my D three college hockey games where I went to school. Well, you went to Elliott. Okay, so, so it's like, you know, we'd play like IUP and Edinburgh, and like Pitt had like a club team that was D three at the time, mm-hmm. and then Pitt Johnstown. I mean, that's a lot of fun. First of all, the only time they could get rink time was at, like, 10.30 at night on a Friday. (laughs) Okay? And then the college would, like, hire the shuttle from, like, the local, like, bus company to, like, drive, like, a couple loops from campus to the ice rink. So, like, you know, it wasn't walkable, but nobody had to drive. And it's 10.30 on a Friday night in college. You're so. taking flasks and beers. Did it... no, you're already, you start drinking at like 7.30. No, you get back from on dinner. On a Friday? You get back from dinner on at On Friday like at college, you're drinking at fucking 5. Yeah, right. But I mean like you go to dinner, you, you get happy hour, and then you go eat some clam strips, and then you come back like primed and ready. So pretty much for the men's college hockey, all the big hockey schools are in that. Um, Notre Dame, of course, being number one, they're a great hockey school. They didn't um, win it, though. They, they made the final last they year. Made the final, they made the final four last year. They made the Frozen Four last year, but they did not win uh, completely. Now, women's-wise, the women's uh, rankings right now, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Brown, Ohio State, Northeastern, Colgate, Boston College, Maine, Merrimack, and Minnesota Duluth um, are your top ten. Then you have Providence, Clarkson, Penn State's 13, uh, Boston University, Cornell, Connecticut, St. Aslam, Minnesota State, Mercyhurst. Yeah. Mercyhurst Women's. That's an eerie school right there at number it's 19. good hockey school. Good hockey school. The men's are, the men's Mercyhurst is slightly below, um, Robert Morris in the, they're out of the top 25, but they're mm. slightly below, I think Robert Morris is actually like 29. Yeah. And Mercyhurst is like 31 in the men's. But in the women's, Mercyhurst is 19. St. Lawrence is 20. St. Cloud, 21. Vermont, 22. Robert Morris women's, 23. Uh, New Hampshire, Princeton, Quinnipiac, Syracuse, and Union. Um, so you got three PA schools for the women's in the top 25. You have two men's schools. Uh, in there for, or sorry, just Penn State in the top 25 for PA men's schools for men's college hockey. Uh, college hockey really has only been taken off the last few years, uh, surprisingly. I mean, it gets bigger, like when I, I remember when the Fox College Sports Channels first launched in like the early 2000s. 
and there were a lot of hockey games on them mm-hmm. when I when I first got like into, definitely into my job into my like apartment you know having my own cable for the first time um, you know and it seemed like Friday Saturday Sunday there was always like a Minnesota game um, a Notre Dame game know, Michigan Michigan and this was like before Big Ten Network even mm-hmm. you know like there's a lot there's a lot more opportunities. Um, to broadcast it, and locally, I mean, Penn State, the whole the program of Penn State hockey just pretty much like was created out of thin air. It was because there was um, a alumni that left thirty million dollars. It was Terry Pagula. Yeah, he owns he owns the Buffalo Sabers. Yeah, and he owns a bunch of natural gas. Yeah, that, you know, and he gave thirty million dollars. You stick, you stick to... a tube in the ground, and then you like point it to the right. And dig like horizontally for like a few hundred yards and it's yeah. called fracking. Like maybe you've heard of it. Uh, um, maybe you know forward against it. Whatever. Like a lot. A lot of your uh, electric bill has gone gone into like financing the Penn State hockey team. Yeah. Which, so like you have a stake in it. You should watch it. Hmm. And if you'd rather like root for a team that's actually from Allegheny County, well, Robert Morris is pretty good too. They are pretty good. And like we talked like. Uh, I don't know if it's last podcast or the one before about uh, the one winger that let a slap shot rip and just shattered the glass. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, you told me about that. Yeah, and, and I saw the video. I'm like, oh, shit. It was like in practice, mm. but still. But, like, think about it. Like, in all of in all of college sports, you know, like the top 25, it's a big deal. Like there aren't as many hockey teams as there are basketball. Granted, no, and you have a lot still, of you have a lot of D three schools that are playing D one hockey. Right, Quinnipiac, yeah, yeah. Uh, Union, Union. You know, I mean, Quinnipiac, Lawrence, Quinnipiac's what I we figure out Quinnipiac what Connecticut. Yeah, that's in Connecticut. Yeah, so they're playing D one college mm-hmm. hockey. Well, it's like Clarion wrestles wrestles D one. Mm. Clarion's a D three all day long and everything else. They yeah. wrestle D one. Because wrestling is big in Western PA. It is. And not well, at every school. Not at every like, school. But high school wrestling is huge. Yeah. So if you if you want to wrestle in college, like I don't, I never really heard much about wrestling at my school. I went to a D three school right up the road from Clarion. Yeah. Um, you know, we were more of like a football, basketball, baseball school. Hmm. Um, you know, but like like club hockey for for a D three school is a lot of fun. But some D3 schools, their hockey is so good that, like, yeah, they play up, if you will. Um, and, they're, and like, I'm just saying, like, we are very lucky to have two top 25 caliber hockey programs in both men's and women's playing in this region. We do. So check out some college hockey. Um, if you can't handle the stress of, like, you know, the Pens maybe not scoring <laughs> seven goals every night. Right. You know, cause I mean, some people, like, I think have lost a joy for hockey because they want every game to be the Stanley Cup Finals, and it takes time. It does. But we'll get back there. But uh, currently, right now, Matt and I are recording this at whatever time in the middle of the night. Uh, 2.50 is what my clock says right now. The sun is out in um, Shanghai. That's all The I'm sun is out in Shanghai. We're watching the HSBC Championship. Uh, PGA Tour Golf, they are in Shanghai. Um, we talked about PGA Tour had a total of two weeks off before they start their new season. and It's two weeks off from golf. Yeah, two weeks off from golf. Two weeks off from what we do on our days off. Yeah, what we do on our days off. These guys are, Must be tough. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of big names in this tournament. 
Um, still no Tiger. I don't. I didn't see Mickelson in there, but I saw Rory. I saw Spieth. I saw um, Justin Thomas and whatnot. Um, I, I'm not going to get excited for golf again until spring. Uh, for pro golf, mm. I will watch some tournaments going on because they're in Asia right now and they fit my time schedule. So when I get home from work, there's live golf on. That's awesome. Um, but I'm not going to get overly excited until uh, spring and they come back to the U.S. or at least a Hawaii, at least a Hawaii uh, swing. I might and, get the Tiger Phil thing. Uh, well, I might get that. I, might, I don't know. It's, uh, that's the day after Thanksgiving. Kind of that's the day after Thanksgiving, isn't it? It is, and I'm going to be spending Thanksgiving with a lot of like serious golf people. Right, but that's the day after Thanksgiving, right? The day after, and there's too many good college football games. And where I work right day. now, we need to get that shit. But there's too many good college football games on Black Friday. Like, oh. I think it's going to flop. But I, I'm thinking I might just buy it anyway just to be a good guy and say, like, hey, if you, if anybody wants to watch golf on, like, the the backup TV. Yeah, I might. You know what I mean? I got to talk to my bosses about that and see, see if we're getting it. So Black Friday is one of the best holidays. And it's got nothing to do with getting a cheap TV or laptop. No, no, no. Black Friday is, is so one of the best holidays. Do you know why Black Friday is the best holiday? Drinking. Because it's... Football. I'll have to work that night, sandwich. but I already talked to my boss, I'm like, I need the Wednesday before Thanksgiving off, Thanksgiving we're closed, and Black Friday I'll work, Yeah, but I need the morning of Black Friday off, because that's a Bourbon County bit release. Oh yeah, okay. So I gotta go and stand in line at 8 o'clock in the morning to go get like You're Bourbon gonna... County style. Hey man, good for you. <laughs> I will. Standing I... in line for something that's not electronic? Yes. On Black Friday? Mm-hmm. Like, that's almost like transgressive. I know, right? <laughs> I know, right? Uh, speaking of uh, transgressive, um, how about Pitt, man? Um, they got uh, they had, so last week. I, I put on our Twitter page that like, oh my god, all the teams, all the local teams are on bye week. I bet somebody had to go to like Home Depot and do like home shit because mm. not only were the Steelers on bye week last week, mm. but so was Pitt, so was Notre Dame. West Virginia played um, a stupid-ass game, like Thursday night game, and, oh, actually, West Virginia plays tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. They have the week off. Yeah, they have the week off. They play tomorrow, Thursday night, and when you hear this, the West Virginia game will already be over. Um, Penn State played, though, and so this coming up week uh, for Saturday college football, Pitt host Duke at Heinz Field, 3.30. Uh, 3.30? Pitt kind of needs to... that. Pitt kind of needs to, like, win out. Yeah. But they um, can. Like, they, they could still. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to take a miracle. Right? I mean, you don't... You don't get beat by, like, that many points in Penn, in the Penn State game. You know, if you're, like, a serious team. You don't, you don't come out and just play every second half, like... You're not supposed to score points in the second half, and and make your conference final. But until the games are actually played, because like mm-hmm. they always say, they don't play them on paper, right? Like there's still a wide open so, lane so, to the to the ACC championship. So Duke comes to Pitt this Saturday. Then after that, Pitt goes to Virginia. Virginia Tech comes to Pitt. Wake uh, Pitt goes to Wake Forest, and then Pitt goes to Miami. So. Um, 
you have two chances left in the regular season to see Pitt. Yeah. At home at Heinz Field, which is this Saturday with Duke coming at three thirty with Duke coming to town. If it was a noon game, I would have maybe tried to go. But and then on November tenth, Virginia Tech comes to Pitt, and then Pitt's on the road for the last two regular season Mm -hmm. games. Yeah, four games left. It's a tough. It's a tough road in. It's a tough road in. But like you said, it's it's you know you're saying there's a chance. There's a chance. I mean, all they got to do is go 6-6 six and six and they get a fucking bowl game. Yeah, that's fine. They, Which they sucks. need the bowl game. No, no, no. I'm not anti-bowl games. I'm because... Not, uh, I'm not anti-bowl games. I'm just saying that if you go 6-6, six and six, you get a bowl game. That's a good thing to get, though. You need a bowl game because it lets you practice more. Right. And it's, it's all geared toward, you know, being allowed to practice more and building for next season. Okay? And, like, you can gamble on bowl games... Oh, and yeah. the really hardcore alumni and fans will Gamble watch the bowl, bowl game. games. Like if Ohio State goes six and six some year and makes a and makes like the poinsettia bowl. <laughs> the the Liberty dot com bowl. Do you yeah. think that they will like stay away? Do you think Buckeye fans aren't gonna go to a bowl game just because their team goes six and six? No, they'll like, go. People who love college football want to watch their team play as many times as they can. I have friends of mine that go to a bowl game every year. Yeah. They pick a bowl Like, they throw a bowl game in a hat. They put all the bowl games in a hat. Know. And then... Did they go to the Little Caesars Bowl ever? Uh, I don't think they in have. Detroit. But they put all the bowl games in a hat, and they put them in a hat, and there's four guys. They put them all in a hat, and then they have one of the wives pick, like, which game they're going to. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you're going to the Midas Touch game. Like... You know, there it is. Do you remember when Pitt went to the uh, Sun Bowl uh, in uh, El Paso? Yeah, they had they had like during during the game there were commercials for like Juarez, Mexico, mm-hmm. which at the time was in the middle of like nowhere, freaking like Mayans MC like level like cartel gang violence, and like the State Department of the United States was, like, telling people not to go to Juarez. In fact, like, the media who were, like, covering the Sun Bowl, like, got letters from the State Department that said, like, do not go south of the border. Like, it sounds fun. It's not. Don't do it. And then, like, on TV, they're advertising, like, yeah, Juarez, Mexico. It's cool. It's just like Texas, only, you know, south of there. Um, You know, these bowls are big money for a lot of people. And part of it is the travel experience. And, like, how, how willing you are to, like, go someplace, you know, that's, like, out of your comfort zone. Or, like, maybe, like, a little bit beyond your budget. You know, like, I can't imagine your friends, like, pulling, like, the Orange Bowl and being like, oh, that's going to be easy. Yeah, advance, right? No. You know? But, like, some of these early, like, in December bowls, like, the ones that are, like, the day or two after Christmas, like, nobody works during that week anyway. Like, why not go to bowl games? I'm all about bowl games. Bowl games are awesome. People who make money, people whose job it is to cover football, and then they go on Twitter like, oh, there's so many bowl games. Like, shut up. You know? Well, That's like Steve saying there's too many drunk people. Well, or there's yeah, too exactly. many people who like golf. So, so speaking of bowl games, is um, uh, these two have played in a bowl game before uh, together, mm. but they play in a game every year together, which is Notre Dame and Navy. This week they're playing in San Diego, California, because we've talked previously about how the Notre Dame Navy game 
every three years is played in a neutral site. Yeah, this is a home game for Navy. Uh, make, make no it is, it is a, it's home a home game. game it's Navy. a home game for Navy. I mean, it if is. Notre Dame plays in the Vatican, yeah, that's, you know, uh, that's like, that's yeah, like yeah, Navy playing in San Diego. Yeah, right. I mean, um, so, like yeah. Dublin, like yeah, the yeah. Irish and freaking Well, if you, look at the, if you look at the football schedule this year, um, it is listed as a home game for Navy. Yeah. Um, that way, Notre Dame didn't lose a home game in South Bend. And, and, Someone's got to call the coin. And toss. whenever and whenever they play the Notre Dame uh, Navy game in a neutral site, mm. I also believe that no matter what, it's an away game for Notre Dame because I don't think they give up their nine home games a year. Yeah. But, um, okay. But yeah. Uh, so yeah, Notre Dame plays Navy this weekend in San Diego. That's an eight o'clock start. Um, I'll have that on my TVs at work, wear my Notre Dame jersey. Um, also, you have Baylor heads into Morgantown playing WVU in the Big 12. Um, uh, after WVU got fucking shelled. Uh, They're this, going to the Cheez-It Bowl. This game's, played, this game's played tomorrow. You will hear this podcast after this game's already played. Um, meh. No, I I predict a blowout. I, I predict a blowout. WVU like coming back like fuck. They're you. gonna be pissed, and they're gonna be. They pissed. got upset on the road. Mm-hmm. They're gonna be playing at home in front of their passionate fans, and yes. they are a passionate fan base. They are a very passionate, and that's fan a tough base. place to go in a night game. Especially, I deal with a lot. And of And the travel from Waco, Texas, to Morgantown, West Virginia, is ridiculous. You couldn't pay me, and they don't no. pay them. So, I mean, make of that what you will. Now, I, I predict the Mountaineers to roll. Now, I predict that, too. Um, the next game for college, for local boys anyway, Penn State heads to Iowa. Now, here, what I have to say about this, it's probably the coolest thing fucking ever in college football. Um, they're going to Iowa. Now, the Children's Hospital is built right next to the stadium. Right. Towers over top of the stadium. Yes, it's a tall building. It's a very tall building. And it's, I think, the top three floors hang over top of the stadium. And they have all the children in children's hospital come out and put them in the windows and look into the stadium from the windows. Uh, and then at the end of the first quarter, the Iowa team, the away team, and all the fans turn to Children's Hospital and wave yeah. at the kids that are there and their families and so forth. I think that's probably the coolest thing right now. Um, you know, nobody wants to hear about sick kids and so no. forth. It sucks. I mean... I'm 40 years old, you're 38 years old, and we're somewhat healthy, except for our livers, and, you know, (laughs) but, you know, we just, we kind of take life for granted at times, and that's just one of the coolest things that they do there in Iowa. What Um, makes it cool is that, like, you can watch football games, like, from this, like, lounge area that they have right like there's always you know someone's always doing something 
to like make the stay in the hospital like more more fun. Not that it's fun. Do you yeah, know I mean, like they're they're trying to like more provide. Friendly. They're trying to provide something, and like they just went and put like, you know, they set it up so that they can like watch the football game. Yeah, and like that, you know, that might be like novel enough. But then they they do the treat or this this tradition where everybody turns around and waves, you know. And like I saw the sports center thing about it, and like, you know, I I didn't even hear the audio because I it was on at the bar like after you know the games were over for that night. But it's just the kind of thing that you just, it just it affects you even without it, like, it, hearing, it warms you don't your even heart. need to hear the explanation. It warms your heart. Like you know what's going yeah. on, and you you see you see the the visual. And there's, like, how many people in that stadium? Like, 70,000? Yeah, at least. It's a big Penn Stadium. It's a big stadium. Yeah. Now, so Penn State gets to be part of that, and that's, you know. Yeah, Penn State's going to go down to Iowa. They're going to play this weekend. Um, Iowa. Now, is the Big Ten still open again because Ohio State lost? Well, all right. Does it all depend on Michigan still and the Michigan Ohio State game? It, it really depends on the Michigan does, Michigan does Ohio State, State game. A, does Penn State have like a back door? If Ohio State loses twice, okay, because they lost to Michigan State. Well, no, Ohio, Ohio State. State has to have three losses for Penn okay. State to have a shot. So Ohio well, one State, of Ohio State's losses might be to Michigan. Right, 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 but Ohio State has to lose two times because Ohio State beat Penn State. But if Michigan wins out, they. They yeah, beat everyone. Yeah, in that, in that side, so yeah. it could be Michigan. So, so for Penn State to get in, for Penn State to get into the Big Ten playoff, mm-hmm. Ohio State has to lose twice. So who do they have left? Like Rutgers and Michigan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, the Big Ten always finishes early, so yeah. Like, I mean, keeping keeping in line with their boring ass Midwesternness, like they shut it down early. Yeah, I mean, they do. Like It's like the bars in Indiana were closed. <laughs> it is ridiculous. And, and Ohio State did lose to Purdue. And I, I mean, when they lost to Purdue, they got their ass handed to them. Yeah, my they dad, didn't like, I didn't watch the game, but my dad, like, on Sunday, he's like, man, I'm glad Notre Dame's not you know, playing Purdue this year. You know what the worst part was? Hmm. Is the week before, um, my bookie and my other guy's bookie, Got their ass handed to them because we all took the fucking unders in mm-hmm. four games, and we all won, and to pay us off. And then when it came to the next week, he's like, "Yeah, I'm not taking that bet unless you tease it down." I'm like, ah, "Well, I want to tease it. Down. I want the I want the line the way it is." He goes, "No, you got to tease it down." I'm like, "I ain't teasing it down." He's like, "Then I ain't taking the bet." I'm like, "Fuck," because he got his ass handed to him the week before. With all the unders covering. Um, so Ohio State this week has Nebraska. Then they have Michigan State, Maryland, and Michigan's their final game of the year. Okay, so if they, they could lose to... Uh, Nebraska's kind of bad. Nebraska's kind of bad. bad. Um, um, Michigan State they could lose they to. Could lose to Michigan and they State. could lose to Michigan. So but, I mean, but if Michigan beats Ohio State, then like that's bad for Penn State. Does right. Michigan play Penn State? Oh, of course, Michigan. Okay, so Michigan. I think Michigan's going to win the Big Ten. I guess is what I'm getting at. I mean, which like, I got. You know what? I don't have a problem with that. Most years I would, but um, I'm over Ohio State. I'm done. 
I'm going to move Ohio State, too. Michigan plays Penn State uh, next weekend. And they go to Happy Valley. So, Michigan's... That'll be a fun game. Michigan's in Happy Valley. That'll be a fun game. Next weekend. I, I'll watch that game. Like, that, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, that'll be a good game. Um... I kind of hope Penn State wins that game. I just like the chaos. Yeah, I, don't I mean, care. nobody's beating Alabama, right? Uh, I mean, we know about this, right? No, 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 no. People beat Alabama. Nobody's beating Alabama. Steve, come on, man. LSU's uh, gonna beat Alabama. Okay, does that make you feel better? You know what? You know what? Here's the deal. It's gonna go down to the Joshua Championship again. It's gonna be another Notre Dame Alabama National yeah, Championship. Yeah, I don't wanna again. see that. It's gonna and be I'm gonna have to fucking sit with fucking Jason all night and buy shots. You really don't for have every to. score. You don't have to sit no, with No, I don't have to, but I will. Because He's you know, the only Alabama fan. Honestly, you know? I haven't talked to uh, no, I work with a girl that's an Alabama fan. Okay. So I will have to bring her around and I'll have to buy shots for two people. Yeah. Well <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, and honestly, I haven't talked to Jason in a year and a half. I mean, so, I mean. We don't go out as much anymore, you know? We don't. And he's got a Has got cable. That's what happened. Has got cable. Has got cable. Has got cable. Now he's got, like, he's running his, like, own sports bar. Yeah, has got cable. And, and we have, like, jobs that, like, pay real money. We all Fuck. work weird hours. And we need our jobs. And, yeah. Yeah, like. You know, mortgages are doing shit. Not like rents do, it's like mortgages are due. Well, the thing about, okay, so with our, like, online everything nowadays, like, that's affecting sports viewing, too. Mm-hmm. Like, you cannot tell me that all the streaming soccer games that we have at our disposal aren't, like, hurting business at Piper's. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm like, sure. I watch, I watch Crystal Palace on my couch in my, like, pajamas instead of, like, you know, taking a hundred bucks out of the bank and driving down to the south side. Yeah, I'm you know, sure like we're getting more fragmented, and sports is supposed to bring people together. But unless you have like a ticket to the game, like I think it's more and more likely you're watching it by yourself, right? Especially if you work weird hours, you know, where you don't get to stay up super late like me and you. I know, right? You know, you're watching the World Series in your bed. With, like, your wife snoring next to you. <laughs> um, so, we're going to move on to the Steelers. The Steelers. The Steelers. People in this town like the Steelers. Uh, now, they the, did not play last week. They did not play. They went on a bye week. But you know what? When you go to bed on Saturday, and you wake up on Sunday, and you watch some games... And then at 11 o'clock at night, you realize, shit, we're in first place. Yeah. In the AFC North. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful thing. It's like me going to work on Friday and being like, hey, I'm done for the week. I'll see you guys on Tuesday. And I go back to work on Tuesday. And I'm like, oh, wait, you're a manager now. Yeah. I'm like, what? Huh? How'd that happen? No, it's like you um, come in on Tuesday and your your boss is like, oh, yeah, like. Someone said they forgot to tip you, so they like felt bad, and they left you an envelope with a hundred bucks in. It. Oh, that, oh, that's a beautiful thing. You know I love I mean? that. I love that. They felt so bad. That I they, love they that. came in and like, is that Steve guy working tonight? And they're like, No, no he's Steve not here. No, no, here's an envelope for Here's Steve. an envelope for Steve. I walk in. Steelers got an envelope. Yes, Steelers got an envelope. They got an envelope. Exactly on their day off. Did you see the meme? Which one? It was like Friday with like 
you know, Chris Tucker and uh, Ice Cube. Oh yeah. And it's like it's like how Damn. the fuck how the fuck how the fuck you get in first place on your day off? Damn. But yeah, I mean, it was it is ridiculous. Um, now, Steelers had the bye week. Whatever. Given, I'm glad they had the bye week week seven. Um, I like their I like the Steelers bye week better at eight or nine, or even yeah, but eight or, or nine is like or unfortunately even, or, or even ten or thirteen, right? For but, that matter. Mm, but there's but, the trade deadline. Yeah, and there's the whole Le'Veon Bell situation. Well, so yeah. I'm glad they got it out of the way, so they have a couple weeks to figure out like well, what, what well, is well, the end game here. Well, here's the deal. You know, the Steelers said we're not going to trade Le'Veon Bell, and Le'Veon Bell is supposed to be back this week, and he's like, "I'll come back in the bye week," and then he realized, "Oh shit, the trade deadline is the week after." He ain't back. He ain't back because he's gonna wait till after a trade deadline. Fuck what you read on Twitter. He's not really at the fucking you know. Fuck what you read on Twitter. Fuck he's what you read on Twitter. He's not at the Mills Mall. No, he's not. The, there's no one at the Mills Mall. <laughs> um, but um, you know, he's not coming back. In the event he comes back before we ten, I just wish Le'Veon Bell would have been like, "Fuck you, assholes! I'll be back at week ten and call it a day." Then give us this fucking drama to deal with. I'll be back at week one. Uh, uh, uh all right, all right. I'll, I'll, I'll come back at the bye week. Uh, oh, uh, wait, wait. All right, wait. The bye week. He's not really week. saying anything. The, the bye weeks before this. It's not him. It's his agent. It's his agent. And it's a lot it's of his... like conjecture and opinion. Yeah. Like we've really not heard as much from Le'Veon Bell himself. And As even you would think based on the yeah, amount of and, like people and, talking, and even his Facebook, Twitter, and his fucking Instagram hasn't really said shit. And when he did post on a jet ski, everybody in this town was like, "Why is he on a jet ski?" Apparently, apparently, no one who follows the Steelers has been on a jet ski before because they think riding a jet ski is like some high impact sport. That's gonna like jeopardize yeah. your. He's ability. gonna break his ankle, J- dude. Jet ski is not hard. Like I am like a hundred times more okay with the running back riding a jet ski than I am with like the quarterback riding a motorcycle. Correct. Okay. Correct. Like, when you fall off a jet ski, you hit water. Which though, uh, at forty mile an hour, it can hurt. It hurts. Listen, man. I was hey, down Deep Creek once. Hey, I had a, I had a three person sea do. Okay, hey, I had I, my siblings on it with me, and I hit a wake crooked, and I threw them both off. I'll but I you. stayed on it, and I circled back and picked them up, and they were fine. Hey, you know what? They didn't need surgery. They didn't need to go see Doctor James Andrews. Hey, you know what? I was on a jet boat on the Mon in <laughs> 1997. This is the worst story ever. I was on a jet boat on the Mon on a tube. I was tubing oh, God. on the Mon in 1997, and they cut the corner and did the, the crack the whip thing. What corner? They cut a like corner. Rankin? They cut Hazelwood? a. It was around the point. Oh, okay. And they oh, cut right around the point. <laughs> and they cut the corner, and I was on a fucking tube. And next thing I know, I'm next to the boat. And I'm like, oh, and then came back, and I was like. And I went skipping across the water at like 48 miles an hour. Boo, 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 boo. And hey, I had a life vest on. I was cool. But 
it hurt a little bit. Just saying. Um, water's not as soft as people think. No, it I is. know it's not as soft as people think. Like, I also jumped off the 16th Street Bridge. Did you? I did. It was a 500 hour bet. I did. Okay, so I don't know. How's it, Donzies? Donzies, dude. Like, did you Don, know about, uh, about the cyclist from the, the Hot Metal Bridge? No. All right, so like an endurance cyclist who, like, you know, right. the kind of person who will try to ride like overnight from Pittsburgh to DC All without right. stopping. He whatever whatever journey he was doing, he stopped at the Hot Metal Bridge. And he decided to jump off the bridge, and he did not make it. Nah. Okay? It's not the highest bridge in town. It's nope. not the lowest bridge it's in not. town. But it's right on the freaking bike trail. And mm. now there's all these memorials, ah. you know, and I got to see them every time I ride by there. And it just reminds me, like, you're not as tough as you think you are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know? you know what? I was also, when I jumped off the Sissy Street Bridge, I was 20... One? 21. I was 21, and my buddies bet me we're sitting on the... The male brain at the age of 21 is we, like smaller we, than a freaking brontosaurus brain. Right? We were on the back deck at Donzie's down on the strip, and they're like, you won't go jump off them. I'm like, yeah. I was like, give me 500 bucks, and my buddies were like, oh, yeah, we'll pony up, and they put, like, money in a pile, and they're like, go do it. So I walked out of the front of Donzie's, walked up the two blocks up, to Penn Avenue, walk across the bridge, and that's before cell phones had lights and shit. Actually, I didn't even have a cell phone on me. I, like, waved. I'm like, and I yelled, I'm like, hey, you fuckers, I'm jumping off the fucking bridge. And I jumped off the 16th Street Bridge, which is a flat bridge, not a curved bridge. And I went down in the water, and I went down pencil, pencil in. You got to, yeah. uh, Toes down. And I'm like, sure you learned how to point your toes during your football days. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you and were out on all the like yeah, like, yeah, post routes to yeah, the right, right, yeah, totally, <laughs> totally on the post routes. But I and I fluttered my arms in the water when I got in there. Mm. No, uh, I ingested some fucking river water. I bet you did. <laughs> and I'm like, and I swam back to the docks, and I got up, and I'm sitting there wearing my fucking jeans and whatever shirt I was wearing. And I was like, I did it. Give me my fucking money. And they gave me my fucking money, and I walked back into the bar soaking wet. I was like, let me get a drink. And they're like, you all right? I'm like, I'm good. I'm like, I just want money. Let me get a drink. And they're like, yeah, you got to go. <laughs> and I got kicked out. I'm like, oh, shit. whatever. You're soaking wet, man. <laughs> You can't come in here. Exactly. You might get pneumonia and sue us because uh, bars always crank their air conditioning well, way, way more than they need yeah, to. Yeah, totally. But um, guys, don't jump off bridges. It's it's not smart. The water is harder than you think. It's not smart. I probably wouldn't do it again now. I mean, but it's twenty one out of Chirac, So okay, but like, you know. Uh, but anyway, though, Sewers Sewers coming in after the bye week. No love, Bell. How about this Patrick Peterson talk, man? I mean... You know, another thing that... Um, he, uh... I don't think they're going to do it because it's like... It's well, not the Steeler well, way. It's not the Steeler way, but he said he wants to be traded in this, that, the other thing. And then today he came out that said, I'm a Cardinal for life. 
da, 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 da. I think that's a PR move. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's PR move. He's got uh, fans in Arizona, and they they don't like that. You know, even right. Le'Veon Bell's not openly lobbying for a trade. I know, right? He just wants more money. And he just wants more money, and, and people and, and, don't like that. And Le'Veon but, Bell, but, he, but they're but they're they're willing to because it's not my money. You know, if if the Roonies decide they want to pay Lev Bell what he wants, and he comes back tomorrow, like, no one's going to complain. No. You know, they're not going to raise your taxes because the Roonies decided to pay Levy on Bell hey, more than they say, the, the, with him holding out, the Roonies saved over $5 million. Yeah. So. Yeah, he's, it's really bad. Like, he's really not, he's just trying to save money, or he's trying to save himself for a bloated contract that a veteran gets and then doesn't yeah. live up to, right? Because exactly. like, as a running back, I mean, the wheels fall off pretty fast. Pretty much. After about age 27, it's the number. I just think he doesn't want to play for the Steelers, which is stupid. No, he said he wants but, to play for the Steelers. Well, he, he wants to walk in to the team in, like, week 10. Yeah. And uh, go win a Super Bowl. And yeah. That, and ideally, like, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Everyone I, wins. I, I, if Le'Veon Bell walks in and he's got like freaking twinkle toes and he's got little like Icarus boots and he's and he's like fucking like shooting glitter out with every footstep he takes because he's so much more fresh than every defender in the NFL at that point. That's awesome. That's great. Okay? That's what I'm hoping for. Like it's not gonna be this week against the Browns. We need to beat the Browns with James Conner. Yeah, we do. Which the Browns come into Pittsburgh this week on Sunday at a one o five start. Hopefully, just so. one o'clock because my fantasy league requires me to set my line. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if they start at one o five, I get pissed. I know, right? Because I'm just like, damn it! I was thinking about switching out Baker Mayfield for Ben. The Wilson only for- the only fucking sport that starts on time is fucking hockey and soccer. Uh, well, soccer does too, yeah. but hockey for the most part in the four majors starts mm. on time. Um, no, I love soccer because it starts on time and it ends on time. Yeah. Unless it's like a playoff game with penalty kicks. Yeah, and it which, goes like, don't a little later. That was hard. That was yeah, tough. It was, it was hard. It was tough. But no, folks, thank you very much uh, for listening to Matt and I bitch about sports. We um, love sports. We love sports. But, but we, we, we got to hold them to account sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes we got to hold the feet to the fire. Hey, sports, you're not you're not really doing it for me right now. You know what? We also found that those of you that listen to us, um, listen to us for a little fucking banter and the fact that we're just two guys sitting around drinking fucking booze and just talking about, about sports. sports. And then we throw some stats in here and there. But anyway. I don't like stats personally. Like, to me, it's about the passion. Yeah. The fandom, what brings us together. You know, like, Steve, you know, like, let's face it, like, we, we knew each other before, like, we had a podcast. Right, definitely. And, you know, we, we hung out at a place where it's a lot of sports. Yeah. People fight about sports. People who are, like, you know, guitarists and yeah. bartenders. Bartenders, guitarists, drummers, insurance adjusters. You know, it doesn't matter who you yeah. are. It doesn't matter where you're from. If you live in the 412 area code or the 724 or even the 814, hell. You know, Penn State, we talk about a little bit. We love sports, and we love you, and thank you for listening. It's an enjoyable time, and we will talk to you folks next week on a new edition of Bold Sports. Let's fill the mark. Let's go central.
Hey, Ian's. Thanks for listening to Bold Sports. You can always listen at Sorgatron Media on Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever you uh, love to listen to podcasts. Make sure to catch us every Wednesday for your recap and breakdown of your favorite local sports and news of the weekend for the upcoming game expectations. You can contact us at Steve Renault on Twitter, at MMTacy on Twitter, or at BoldPGH on Twitter. Hashtag BoldSports. Bold Pittsburgh on the Facebook, or BoldPGH.com. <laughs> <laughs>